Hi everyone and welcome to episode 149 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm of course your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. How are you Lauren? I'm just dying. Like this week has just been crazy and E3 hasn't even like officially started yet. I mean it kind of has. It's like it's unofficially officially started. Unofficially official. Because we've had the first press conference by now. Yep. Um, But yeah I mean Square Enix have just decided that screw that yeah no they're just going to announce everything so that's actually going to be our main segment for this episode e3 so far before e3 even started (laughs) i think that's a i think that's a good segment and then after that we're going to be talking about the square enix present schedule that's going to be taking place all the way through the show on the tuesday wednesday and thursday but before we get on to all of that good stuff I'm here to remind you, of course, that Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come out on the iTunes store as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com and our new YouTube channel, which is easily findable. Easily hmm. findable. Hmm. So yeah, we're going to head on to our Patreon shoutouts now. This is for everyone who's posted $2, $50 or more, and we're going to kick things off, Lauren, with... Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Then we have Christian Burge. Lewis James. Satria Jayasadama at Satria 65 Ruben. Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1. Blue Machine. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Choco Taco. Harley Crawley at Dark Said Tiokami. Jonathan Gonzalez at Oh, It's Just Johnny. Josh McNabb at JTK9. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Zach Duranto at Zed Duranto 58. Brian McArdle at DarthBrain92. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Mohamed Kayum. Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack95. Perry Ramstead. Rachel Casterton at Urbion Ray. Vitanitas. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Zach Porter at Porter Paradox. And John McRae. Yay! Thank Yay! you all so much, guys. And we also have some new Patreon supporters this episode in Marcus Karnecki and Blue Machine. Welcome Yay, to the family! Welcome! So, Lauren, mm. Square Enix have hit things so hard with E3 already, and I we know. haven't even started the show. How how are we holding things together? It's been absolutely manic. We haven't. We haven't been. We've been dying. Like, honestly, every time we're just like, let's do this video. Oh, wait, no, 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 we can't. We can't do this one because this has just been announced. Oh, we can't do this because this has just been announced. Oh, we should really do this because this has been announced. And it's just Yeah, like, I was oh. actually planning on doing this really cool feature about Square Enix and E3 over the years. And then loads of stuff happened. And then more stuff happened. And then even more stuff happened, which yeah. was frustrating but also incredibly cool and exciting (laughs) yeah i mean i it really makes me wonder what they have in store for actual e3 if anything but uh yeah well yeah i mean i I still have an inkling that there's going to be some stuff for e3 i mean obviously there's going to be the whole square onyx presents yeah uh, which is going to be taking place during e3 um but yeah i mean so on the 8th of june square onyx decided that they were going to announce a well, I say a brand new game, but it's a game that I think we all knew existed. Mm. Dissidia on PS4. Yeah. And it's now officially called Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, which they basically said doesn't necessarily mean anything. Mm. It can mean whatever you want that starts with an N and then a T. Yes. 
Yeah. Which is a great description. Yeah, I mean, some, they gave some examples. Even they said it could be new trial or new test. Nitro. Nitro. But that's not two words, Lauren. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> new but yeah. things. But yeah, so they uh, they did an official announcement of Dissidia Final Fantasy NT on the 8th of June. Although it actually was... It kind of went wrong because... The whole thing was clearly planned. There was a whole Dissidia live stream that was taking place in Japan. And um, there was like a trailer that was released. But it all got kind of ruined a bit because Mm. Amazon put the game live early. (laughs) Good job, Amazon. And had everything on the page, including the fact that uh, Noctis is going to be a new playable Which hasn't even been officially announced yet. No, I think they took it off. Yeah. They've all mention of Noctis being in the game has now been removed from everywhere, I think. <laughs> Do not mention the Noctis. Yeah, so um yeah, I mean I, I think it's incredibly cool that they're actually doing this. Uh I mean they obviously mentioned it like they've been mentioning it casually in passing for quite mm. some time now. The fact that yeah, now we're working on the PS4 version, we just haven't got the time to officially or it's not the right time to officially announce it yet. Mm-hmm. Now it's happened it's officially out. Um, there's going to be approximately 20 champions that are going to be playable at launch. But they are adding some new things to the game for the PlayStation 4 version. But not necessarily the things that I was expecting. Mm. So there's going to be a new single player. What kind of like a one-on-one mode that they're introducing. And they said there's going to be other game modes as well. But the three-on-three mode, which is obviously in the arcade, is going to be retained um there's going to be online modes that are kind of built around that so you can create little um kind of lobbies where your friends can join you can do battling that way but obviously you need six people yeah but i mean it's not really that hard is it like well it might be for some people if it's just your friends oh yeah yeah yeah, that's true if it's just your friends um and then the other thing that they haven't announced which i guess was something that was a bit disappointing was the fact that there's not going to be a story mode mm. so obviously the first two Dissidia games had a story mode I remember when the first Dissidia came out they were boasting how it was like god knows how many hours of cutscenes <laughs> and stuff and it was going to be this rich deep story and in reality it wasn't <laughs> um, but yeah no so they've said with the City NT that they're that while there are going to be story segments uh, and they've actually um, like Najima is on board to work on these like, event scenes and little cutscenes for the characters that kind of give them a bit more backstory and, and detail their motivations and their relationships with the other characters. There's not going to be an actual coherent story mode that you're going to be able to play through, which, I don't know, it's, d- are you disappointed in that? I mean, I guess a little bit. Um, it's kind of a cop-out, I guess. Um, like most of the fighting games that are out now, they at least have some substance of a story um you know like the injustice series mortal Kombat, that type of thing like they always have like some kind of some kind of story going on in the background that you can play through and um but i mean they did say that there's going to be slight cutscenes, so maybe that is the equivalent i don't know what they're sort of gauging what's a story and what's not a story i don't i'm not sure but i mean i'm happy that nojima's involved in any case yeah i mean i i, I mean i guess we'll find out more about the depth of the story as things go through. I mean, they're going to be talking about it E3. Uh, they may mention it there. I, I don't know. But um, mm. I, either way, I'm really excited that the City NT is actually a thing. And also, right at the end of the trailer, they announced when it's going to be coming out. Yeah. Which was really cool. Um, it's going to be coming out 
like right at the beginning of 2018. Now, they didn't give a specific release date. They just mm-hmm. said early 2018. But that's early 2018 worldwide. Yeah, which is epic. Yeah, and I mean, it's what? It's, it's less than 12 months. Yeah. We have to wait until the release, which is so much better Square Enix. Just do this yeah. on a more regular basis. <laughs> I just wonder, um, I'm guessing they're going to have to release more characters in that time. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see any official confirmation of it anywhere, but I did see a lot of people saying that, uh, I guess during the press conference, well, the the, the live stream they held, mm-hmm. that they said that they were going to be doing a character launch every month now between now until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, you know, this was supposed to be the year of the villains as well. So they'll probably get all the villains out. And then next year, it's just they can start focusing on adding some new characters. And they have said as well that the arcade version is going to continue being updated as well as the NT version, which is good. I think it's... And you, I think, no, you won't be able to play with people who are playing in the arcade but mm. but there's still going to be some like commonality between the two games sure and um that was another thing as well is that they've only really announced that there's going to be 20 characters yeah so it's just kind of like you know well that's well, a I bit mean, disappointing it's, to it's, their... it's, i mean it's at least 20 characters I yeah guess. we don't actually know the roster no no we don't but either way i mean it's just really exciting news and i was really happy to see it um and then on top of that we had some new zodiac age trailers on the same day on the same day which was really cool um i mean it's getting closer and closer now to its release date so you know we're we're going to keep seeing like little snippets here and there i'm guessing of um the story and you know um just the updated graphics which is really cool um and also, they've announced that it's going to support PS4 Pro, which Yay. is pretty awesome. So, for you PS4 Pro peoples who have your fancy TVs, you can see it in 4K. So, yeah, I mean, they've been doing a range of trailers for this. Um, this one was more of a story trailer. But they had, I think last week, they've been putting out stuff like to try and explain the Gambit system, which I mixed feedback on that trailer. Yeah. Uh, some people were saying it was quite insulting. <laughs> Um, just because it was so like well no it's just like how I didn't actually watch the full trailer myself um, but they were just I think it was just like here's the gambit system uh, it's a cool thing great and that, <laughs> that was pretty much Thanks. it yeah so um, yeah, I guess it is hard to do like a trailer of that kind of gameplay I don't know but like it's one of the main selling points of the game so if they can't explain it to people then how do they expect people to actually understand yeah because that's the it? whole thing like there's going to be X amount of people that pick up the Zodiac Cage who played Final Fantasy XII before. There's going to be X amount of people that pick up the Zodiac Cage that were maybe put off before, like mm-hmm. or you that didn't get the chance yeah. to play it when it first came out, but they're older fans. And there's going to be X amount of people who have never played Final Fantasy XII before and weren't even interested or it might even born be ex- <laughs> might even be expecting out. Final Fantasy XV as well. Yeah, like a similar kind of thing. So you know they've obviously got a, a job on their hands to try and make it. So that everyone understands yeah. what the game is, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And also on the same day, they released a Stormblood launch trailer, which mm. the eighth of June was a very busy day for Square. It was, it was. They were hitting that upload button quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> and all the different angles because obviously, like you got the MMO, you've got the upcoming remaster, you've got a new game announcement. Like, yeah. there's a lot of different announcements all happening roughly At around the same, the same time. time. Yeah. Yeah, no, but um, Stormblood does look really cool. And um, I mean, the fact that you can play as a red mage and then also the samurai is just really cool. Um, I'm glad as well that it's continuing to do well. Yeah. 
because I think, you know, with MMOs, there's always that, like, I mean, we're not necessarily in the, the right target market for it, I guess, because we're so far and fancy focused, but you know, other MMOs that came out around the same time at the Star Wars, the Old Republic. Mm. I just don't, I don't hear anything about that anymore. It's like no. it never existed. No, and I think a lot of that has to be um, attributed to Yoshi P and his, like, dedication yeah. to the and fans. I mean, World of Warcraft is obviously still going. Yeah. But you never hear about it anymore. Not really. I think, like, they kind of have their fan base. Um, but, like, yeah, with um, with Fall Fantasy fourteen they are really, really working to try and constantly be bringing in new people. And I mean, obviously, A Realm Reborn did come out uh, three years ago. Mm. But, you know, Final Fantasy XI, sorry, Final Fantasy XIV uh, came out a long time ago now. Like, it's not a new game. So the fact that they're still, people are still really energized about it and mm-hmm. they're still really passionate about it. I mean, Stormblood's been getting such positive feedback from yeah. anyone who's like really ex- playing the game and they're just, they just can't wait. Yeah. And it, and it's, yeah, it's like, it, it does feel as though it's starting to get a bit more segmented in terms mm. of like, cause that's what we were feeling like, because obviously we're not active Final Fantasy 14 players right now. And if we were going to try and get back into it for Stormblood, it's like we, we, we feel like we would miss a lot of things. Yeah. That we'd have to like try and play through, um, a Realm of Board and, and Heaven's and, and Ward. The, yeah. Yeah. In order to actually catch up with everything, which is really hard. Um, by the way, I mean, like, I think they're, they're working really hard to get, new people and keep people focused so i think it's really cool um and moving on to the 10th of june uh they actually had a final fantasy 30th anniversary event uh in yokohama which was really cool i mean they had a bunch of the final fantasy uh creators there uh they had kataze they yeah um, they they pretty much had them i think everyone like all the major business divisions were represented yeah uh and yeah like so they had kataze yoshi p um Ichida Hazama. Yep, yep. Hazama-san. And um, the the event was like three and a half hours long. Yeah. It was not a... I think it was three and a half. Was it one and a half? Yeah, three, three and a half. half yeah. Three and a half. It, like, it was the length of a Lord of the Rings film. Yeah, it was a significant event. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, from... Uh, there was a lot of stuff that was covered, but from a Final Fantasy fifteen perspective, mm-hmm. uh, Tabata-san wasn't there. No. But uh, Kenichi Shida was there. So he's like a game design section manager. So cool looking. Yeah. He just looks so fly. Like, if you want a definition of a cool looking guy, like, he is that. He just, anything that was going on, he just, yeah, he just looked really calm, He looked really chill. Relaxed, chill. He's like, he's like Tabata's just Padawan. Like, he just <laughs> learned, he learned how to be the chill, the chill of uh, Tabata. He's, he's been using the, 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 the kind of in-house gym that Tabata made as well. Yeah. Clearly. Definitely looks like it with those guns. But anyway, yeah, so he had like a, I think it was like a 20 minute segment in the whole thing. And he gave a brief update about episode Prompto, which of course is going to be taking, like they're going to be unveiling that at E3 proper. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talked a bit about when the story is going to take place, which we're not going to talk about right now because that'll be spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's where everyone expected it to take place. So it's not exactly like revolutionary. Um, but he also revealed that uh, Naoshi Mizuta, who is a composer I really, really enjoy listening to, he did a lot of the work for the Final Fantasy XI soundtrack, and he was also the, like the main prominent composer on Final Fantasy XIII Part II. Um, he has, like Kiichi Okabe had done for Episode Gladiolus, um, he has come on board to compose the main theme of Episode Prompto. Now, I don't know if he's done any more music other than that, mm. uh, but I guess we'll find out when when it launches yeah um but yeah so that was really cool they did a little uh kind of trailer with mizuta talking like announcing his his work on it 
And then he spoke about some of the free updates that are going to be coming in the June update alongside episode prompto. And uh, yeah, I think one of them is something that people have been wanting for a while. Yeah, the off-road regalia. I mean, like that's going to be so cool. Just be able to like drive around and not have to worry about going on rails or anything. Um, and then um, the unexpected one was just the fact that like, all right, so they go from having this really like slick looking um, outfit for Noctis. Like he's wearing a bomber jacket with this lovely like Bahamut uh, design on the back. Behemoth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, or yeah, Behemoth, sorry. And now they've given him a cup noodle hat. Which is pretty stupid. <laughs> but like, there I think again, people are a bit mixed on it because, There yeah. again, we are saying that we wanted something like episode Kenny. So, I mean, it is in line with our ones. It is, it is, but it's another brand collaboration. With cup noodle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the, it's basically... The shredded fork. Like, there was that, that fake trailer they did with cup noodle, right? Yeah. It's basically the outfit that he wore in that trailer. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I think that's like that. so. They've already got the asset. Why don't they just do a, a patch where you can buy where everyone's cup noodle? Yeah, that would be much better. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's he basically that's all he really talked about, uh, and he just said, you know, E three is in a couple of days. Just pay attention to that. Stop asking yeah. the questions. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the next day, um, the eleventh of June, uh, we had a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts three randomly. Yeah, which was, I guess, in classic. Square Enix Japan fashion posted at ridiculous clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think we like woke up and it had already been up about a half hour. We yeah. only just woke up. I just woke up and I was like, oh, it's been New Kingdom Hearts trailer, which has been released in the middle of the night for most of America. Yep. But it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, by the time that like, you know, we're recording now, it's already had like, I don't know, 750, 800,000 views. Yeah. It's like people wanted to see a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know where I, know. I don't know I, where that came from. Oh my gosh, I mean the hype. Um it it is crazy though how good it like it just looks so different from like the previous games. Like I'm sure if you put Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3 oh, side man. by side, it would just be such a glaring difference. I mean, some people have been putting up comparison pictures between because uh, there's some scenes which are very similar to um the 2015 trailer that they mm. put out. And my god, they the graphics look so much better. I mean, I like Kingdom Hearts isn't necessarily known for its stellar graphics, but you know, I was watching this trailer, and bearing in mind, I was actually even watching it on my phone. But the graphics look so slick, and yeah. like the combat looks really slick as the well. The lighting is like insane. Um, and yeah, like this is going to be a really attractive looking game. They're like putting if it everything ever in. releases. If it ever releases, that is the big if. The slightly weird thing about this was that they obviously they've released this trailer before E3 has hit, and at the end of the trailer, which was about it's like two and a half minute trailer, right? Yeah. At the end of the trailer, they were just like, "Oh, and this isn't even like the proper trailer. There's nope. going to be a new trailer at D23 in July, yep. and we're also going to announce a new world at that time too." Yep. So it was just like a. Oh, yeah, um, we're aware that you want a new trailer. We've given you one. Now shut up. And then we're going to talk about it properly in a month's time. Yep. Because E3 wasn't a good enough platform. No, Disney probably just said no. I know. You're going to announce stuff at our event, damn I it. I know. It's true. Because like D23 seems to be a huge event for... Well, it's what they announced, the Big them. Hero 6 um, yep. collaboration. Yeah. So I'm, I would imagine it's going to be something similar to yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. 
So yeah, I mean, like before E 3s even started, we've already had uh, like a, a new game. And oh, and also, I mean, even at the 30th anniversary event, they announced that Pig Logica, like a mobile game that released years ago, mm-hmm. is going to be coming to Japan for free on the 3DS. No idea if that's coming to the West or not, but yeah, they said so they announced a new game, <laughs> uh, put out a lot of new trailers. They kind of teased a lot of the episode prompto stuff, and also the next free up- patch update, which is coming live at the end of June. And then they like put out a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts three, and I'm. By the time that you listen to this podcast, I am fully expecting there to be new stuff that they've published too. Yeah. Because they just can't help themselves. It's it's quite crazy and a bit surreal as well. Yeah. But we should have expected it, as you said at the beginning, because they they have got history with this now. Yeah. yeah. They Last just year, like they announced the Zodiac Cage before E3 even started. They announced a release date for World of Final Fantasy. So yeah, I think next year, everyone's going to be the week before E3. It seems to be on the 8th. Like the the kind of that period of time before the start, mm. that's when it all starts to go down. Like a, a roughly a week before, mm-hmm. and people just forget about it. I yeah. forgot about. It. I wasn't when they announced that. I saw the Decidia NT thing. I was just like, really? Yeah. What is that? Oh, it's the PS4 version of the game. Like, wow, that's yeah. Oh yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just weird though, but. Either way, now let's move on to Square Enix Presents. Yeah. So obviously this is something that Square Enix has started doing in recent years. It's like basically a live stream from their booth of the whole show. And they have a full-on schedule of things they're going to be talking about. Um, but this year it's actually like quite a lot Japanese focused. They're, they're mm. not really showing any Western games this year. I think, you know, because they've got everyone tied up with the Avengers collaboration that they're working on. And clearly they're not ready to say anything about that yet, unless it's going to be at one of the conferences, which it mm. may well be. Um, but yeah, so I mean, day one, they are going to be talking about Decidia NT. It's one of the first segments. Which is fair enough. Yep. And then um, they're also going to be talking about, um, they have another Final Fantasy fourteen letter from the producer live, which should be good. Yeah, it's going to be, I would imagine, all about Stormblood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Decidia segment, which I think is about 45 minutes long, they're going to be introducing the new one-on-one mode. Mm. So yeah, as I mentioned, like they're going to be keeping the three-on-three, but they're also going to be introducing a new single-player, like one-on-one version for the Decidia NT, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then day two. Uh, the first off, they're going to talk about uh, Lost Sphere, which is, of course, the new Tokyo RPG factory game. Yes. Yeah, so obviously, if you guys aren't aware, last... Well, I guess this last this time last year, they were... No, two years ago. Yeah. Um. Tokyo RPG Factory announces a new RPG studio within Square Enix and their focus was on making kind of classic style RPGs. Mm. So the first game they made was I Am Tetsuna. Which has already released. Yeah. and <laughs> Still no Kingdom Hearts 3. And Lost Sphere is the next game that they're working on, which actually looks kind of similar to yeah. I Am Tetsuna. But it's good you know, though. Yeah, it's I fine. I think it's good. Um, and then on top of that, uh, there's a lot of freaking Brave Exvius announcements. There are up. three segments for like, Brave Exvius. They it's are crazy. I mean, I know that they said there's like 20 million players worldwide now for that game. Yeah, they've got the Brave Exvius fan festas coming out. Like they're going to be all around really the world. But they're really giving but... it some time at E3. Like I was really surprised by how much time they are actually giving to it. But they're also going to be talking about Mobius um as well which should be cool yeah but not in isolation no not so in isolation on day two uh brave extras and mobius are going to have a co-special announcement i don't necessarily know what that's going to be about it could probably be some like kind a of collab crossover, maybe yeah, yeah. a collaboration between the two which i don't think there's been yet what there's not there hasn't been a collaboration between brave extras and mobius no i don't think so there's there been one, one with Mobius Keeper. and Keeper. yeah 
but yeah, so it could well be that. And then after that, uh, there's going to be a Final Fantasy XIV Trials of Bahamut game game preview. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be doing, run, I guess they're running through a raid or yeah. a dungeon. Yeah, more um, likely. Showing you how that plays out. It's going to be about 45 minutes. And then after that, Square Enix are going to be doing the Final Fantasy XV segment, which is about yeah. an hour long. I presume Hajime Tabad is going to be there. He's going to be talking through all the developments they've got planned, um, like giving a full roadmap episode prompto i'd imagine they're gonna like do a proper thing about i hope they give some like information on the results of the um the survey as well you think so yeah it doesn't end till june it is june though no but it ends at the end of june oh at the end of june yeah Mm. it's gonna end when they well i mean from the way that they they work it will end when they do the next patch update yeah it's true which is when prompto yeah a conspiracy theory wise they called this segment final fantasy 15 universe mm. now they didn't have to do that nope uh the final fantasy universe is obviously final fantasy 15 universe is obviously a very interesting thing you've got like the mmo king's knight all this stuff um so i'm i'm half expecting them to talk more about the wider final fantasy 15 universe and not just final fantasy 15 as a property itself mm but I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, but no mention of the MMO, no mention of a new empire. Well, no, that was at the 30th anniversary event. <laughs> yeah, but either way, it would not it would not be talked about. Is the what, game I mean, like, that the, would not I be mean, Square Enix aren't working on it, and I guess that's it's the reason true. why. So, Record Keeper hasn't been mentioned at all throughout mm. the the kind of thing. So, no. and that could be because Square Enix don't make it, or they they just like Dina who just kind of. It's true. Stuff. It's true. Either way. All right. So next we have uh, day three and that they're really? going to day, be... Day three comes yeah. after day two. I know. That's, uh, that's uh, I can't control myself. Uh, they have some questions with uh, the director, producer of... Decidia. Decidia. Cool. So yeah, that should be good. Um, and it's then, the most asked questions. Yeah, now, frequently asked questions. I but don't it's know... just been yeah. like released. So I don't, I don't understand where they're getting these questions Maybe from. Maybe they've just been monitoring what everyone's been saying over the last six months about what people want in Decidia yeah. PS4. And I don't know who they those. asked. We haven't been asked, obviously, so... Why haven't we been asked? How, why haven't we been asked? Honestly, I want my frequently asked questions to be answered. Um, and what, then, what are some of your frequently asked questions? Um, is there going to be a story mode? No. Is is Noctis actually going to be in it or no? Maybe unconfirmed. Mm. Confirmed, but then retracted. Yeah, retracted. Uh, is Seymour going to be in it? He's in Opera Omnia, so maybe. Mm, that would be nice. Are See, you? I just, are you conducting? I could it? be. I could be the director and producer. I know so much about the game. Yeah, you do. It, it would be great. Everything. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. And they're going to obviously have another segment on Brave XVS, just Brave XVS. Um, well, special announcement. Um, and then they're going to yeah, have... Yeah, so, I mean, on the day two, they've got the Brave XVS Mobius special announcement. And on day three, they've got a Brave, Esp- Brave XVS special announcement. Yeah, we don't need you, Mobius. We don't need <laughs> you. We we do our own stuff. We do our own stuff. Um, but it's just crazy that they need, like... They need so many segments for a mobile title as well. Like it's, it's not just weird. a mobile title. It's not. It's a mobile title that's taking over the world. It is, but that's just crazy though, because it's actually the one that I have like the least interest in. Maybe yeah. I should play it. No, that's like... true actually, because you played Record Keeper quite a lot when it first came out. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really get into it. We both tried Brave XVS 
and I think I gave up within like half an hour. I, I really liked Mobius until the Chocobo yeah. event, and then I was just kind of like, I can't play this Well, the this problem anymore. with Mobius was that they just released updates too slow. I know, I know. They, they, if they it just had got, it got updated them sooner, like, it would have been fine. But, um, yeah, so on top of that, they have the unboxing of the Collector's Edition for Zodiac this, Age. This segment, probably out of all of them, made me kind of chuckle the most, because it's like, what... Because, because I guess because of what Final Fantasy Twelve the Zodiac Age, yeah, Zodiac Ages, they just were like, well, what can we do? Let's unbox it. Let's just unbox the collector's edition. To be fair, it'll probably take them that long because of how many head busts there yeah. are. It is like a forty-five minute segment, I think. Yeah. So they're gonna be. I, I guess they're gonna have someone playing through the game briefly and talking yeah. stuff, and then someone's gonna be unboxing it. Yeah, and uh, during the same time, because that's how long it's gonna take in order for yeah. them to unbox all of it. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just completely and then finally and uh also interesting is that they're going to have a near automata uh section yeah and no, people have been a bit confused about this one because i mean obviously brave extras has a lot of stuff going on that mm-hmm. it makes sense final fantasy 14 again there's a lot of stuff going on makes sense but with near automata's out yeah and no they did do um the dlc that they came out recently but they've got well there's gonna be highlights from the near concert first mm-hmm. And then there's going to be like a 45 minute segment about Nier Automata. Mm. No one really knows what this is going to be about. I mean, it could be um, them kind of talking about what's happened so far and kind of giving an update on the state of play and how many things they've sold, blah, blah, blah. They could be announcing a new piece of DLC or as people are alluding to, and um, there's a kind of a screenshot rolling around that Yoko Taro has not confirmed or denied um, about the Nier remaster that mm. he kind of said that you know, if Nier Automata sells well, we'll probably do that. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I'm really curious as to what they're going to do. Like, I, I think just everyone really is excited. I um, think I just, I, yeah, I, I can't, the, the HD remaster would make sense. Yeah. Also one small thing that I like actually didn't realize. Did you realize like why Emil has that crack on his face now? No, but I realized he, he, he broke the mask. Well, no, no, no. It happened during a live stream. They had him prop. I just saw this the other day. They had him propped up during a live, like a live event. But Yoko Taro or the mask? Um, no, they were. Yoko Taro was not there. It was like a couple of other people who were from the game or whatever, and they just had a sort of like they had uh his Emil mask propped up with the cloak and stuff just to make it look as if he was there, and then all of a sudden he just fell over, and then they had to just be like, oh god. And then they saw that his Emil mask had broke. and But it's just, look it up if you can, because I, I had never seen it before. And it's just so funny, because they're just like, what what just happened? We just killed Emil. And then I was just like, oh, so that's how he got all of the all the little busts up his uh, up hmm. his face. So yeah, fun fact and fun story. Fun fact. And then after the Neural Thomas' segment, there's another Brave Exvius segment. Just they're going to be case. doing like live gameplay stuff. Which is, again, crazy. Yeah. Like, three segments for Brave Exodus. It's the most covered game. More yeah. than Final Fantasy XI. Sorry, why do I keep saying Final Fantasy XI? More than Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. Which is nuts. It is. It's insane. And, like, nothing on Kingdom Hearts 3. It's just like, oh, what are games? Or the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Or Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's just like, really? Really, really, really? Is this what we're going to focus on? Okay, that's fine, I guess. It's all about Mobius these days. Yeah, it's all about mobile games, you mean. No, I meant Brave Exodus, but I said Mobius. Yeah, you did say Mobius. Yeah. But I thought you meant mobile games, which I could, also could have passed. Yeah, I could have meant many things, but yes. I, I meant Brave Exodus. 
Fine, Daryl's. Yeah, Fine. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So yeah, I mean, are, are you, I guess are you happy with the Square Enix Presents lineup? It's, um, it's okay. I mean, it's it's a bit boring, I guess. Um, the City NT, yeah, I'm looking forward to. But like, I guess the thing that's like, you know, I'm happy with about the fact that there's more Japanese games on show. Um, but the lineup itself is kind of uninspiring. Like the yeah. City NT is a game that we've all. Even though it wasn't officially announced, we've known about for a long time now. Brave Exvius and Mobius are doing their thing. Final Fantasy XIV is a persistent thing. Final Fantasy XV mm. is out. Near Automata is already out. The Zodiac Cage comes out soon, but it already released God knows how many years ago. So the only actual fresh game that they're showing off is Lost Sphere, which is kind of like a secondary game for them. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, why... Uh, it's just the problem with it is that it's not the games that i've been like looking forward to like the city nt like it's great like they've just announced it whatever like i had i had been looking forward to that one to be fair but it's like the final fantasy 7 remake and kingdom hearts 3 are like the two main titles that i am like really looking forward to so i almost sort of think like all right it's great that you're announcing all this new stuff but, like, if these two don't come out, how am I supposed to expect those to come out anytime soon? Like, I just, ah, I just want these games. I just want those two. Just get them out. Just get them out. And what do they say, Lauren? No. I once don't get. <laughs> it's, it's the true. Namura philosophy. <laughs> it's true. I once never get. Yeah, I once ever. get in a decade. So, yeah, I think the lineup's okay. I don't think it's particularly that. It's not like, wow. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I think the fact that, again, like from a Western perspective, there's nothing. And I think that is also something to deal with the fact that like they announced everything beforehand. Like if they had just sort of left the Dissidia NT thing. Well, I mean, I don't know how much of that was just Amazon um, accident. Well, no, they had the live stream. Oh, they did have the live stream, didn't they? So like it's a bit lackluster. Like I kind of wish they had saved something for their live stream at E3, but there again, it doesn't really matter. I mean, obviously day, it depends it? on scheduling and stuff. And, you know, the Sony press conference is where the majority of the Square Nexus things are going to go now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have no idea what Sony are announcing. No. I'm I'm quite out of the loop when it, with it, when it comes to Sony things at the moment. And, you know, if the Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be in there, I don't think having the City NT would work. But I guess that's the thing as well, is that there's like no... In in the schedule as it stands at the moment, there's not really any any room for like unannounced titles. No, like there's not really anywhere that's just like to be announced. They haven't. Yeah, they haven't left like a blank segment. So it's just kind of like what we see is. Although what we're getting. there is that um, there is that separate segment of the E3 uh, Coliseum mm. where there where they are going to be talking about a game that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, yeah, that's the only place. But, like, I would have thought that they would have talked about it during Square Enix Presents. Well, I mean, it depends what it is. So they have, yeah. uh, I mean, it could be Life is Strange. Mm. But. I would be stoked if it was Life is Strange, to be fair. Yeah. I would be happy with that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Hopefully you guys are excited about the Square Enix Presents lineup. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are excited about E3. And, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we've got to talk about. Yeah. We've run out of steam, Lawrence. I know we have. I'm so tired. We're E3'd out before e 3s even started. I know. Thanks, Square Enix. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, at least we've kind of got it out of the way. It's yeah, it's true. 
don't need to pay any attention. It's like Never a couple done. of years ago when they announced the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh my god! They just completely said like, oh, we're we not were at do the anything. beach. We were at the beach. We had like no internet. It was just that was a hot mess that year. That was a hot mess. It was a very um, hot mess. So yeah, music this episode as we're talking about the franchise as a whole. It's a medley piece. Mm. It's not a specific arrangement of a specific game and a specific piece of music. It's a medley piece. Ew. And it's by Bladiator from OC Remix. I like your name. Yes. Bladiator. It's not my name. No, I'm talking to Bladiator, honestly. Okay. okay. I like your name too, though. Yeah, even thanks. though you don't like it. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, the next episode of Final Fantasy is scheduled to come out on the 27th of June. But, but... We may try and do like an interim podcast. I'm going to see if Brandon's available so that we can do some kind of like we did last year where, you know, maybe it'll come out on the Friday where we just do a quick reaction to E3 as a whole from a Final Fantasy and a Kingdom Hearts perspective. Mm. But either way, whatever we do, you can subscribe to us on the the. But either way, whatever we do, be sure to subscribe to us and check us out on the iTunes store. If you just search for Final Fantasy, we're there or thereabouts. And also... Check out on YouTube, just search for Final Fantasy Union Podcast, and you can find out our second podcast channel that we've just created specifically for uploading the podcasts. Yay! Yes. You guys asked for it, and we gave it. Yes. Did anyone ask for it? People did ask for it. Okay. I swear, there were people. They might have been made up people, but there were people. Okay, good, good. And of course, if you really enjoy what we do and you want to support us and get access to things like the badges that Lauren gives away, mm. coming on the show all these different things, then please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. Yay! Alright guys, it's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye everyone! And my name is Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.